It's the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history from the SeaWorld Parks in Orlando, San Antonio, and San Diego. And now, here are your hosts, Joseph, Commerson, Josh, and Sheldon, guest starring Carolyn Hennessy from Animal Magnetism and Zoo Nation, as well as Eric Davis, Awesome Ocean and Zoo Nation, and a special guest caller, Kirk. Hello, and welcome to the SeaWorld Splash Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph. Along with Commerson. Hello, everyone. Sheldon. Yo, how's it going? Josh. Hey, guys. Eric. <laughs> awesome. From Awesome Ocean and Zoo Nation. Hello, everyone. And Carolyn from Animal Magnetism. Hello, everyone. Also, Zoo Nation. So, hello. And today, we will be talking about the biggest news that has had zero fans like ourselves pretty shaken up about the decision to end orca breeding. So, we all know it's been a rough patch of news to take in, so without further ado, let's put on those ponchos and get ready to be dressed. So, up uh, first, news reaction. Eric, what was the reaction that you saw with the news? Well, there was um, a very interesting reaction. SeaWorld went kind of all in on this news that they there were really three components to this piece, that they were going to end theatrical shows, so One Ocean, Light of the Night, Sham and Christmas Miracles are all going away, and that they would introduce an educational uh, orca presentation. So they're not calling them killer whales anymore, they're calling them orcas. Um, so that was component one. Um, and most fans really didn't have a problem with that. We're all excited to see the animals in different capacities. We're excited to get up close and personal to the animals in different ways. So most fans were, were pretty okay with that change, even though they might love the shows. Um, the second component, was that they're going to end orca breeding, so meaning that they would no longer breed their killer whales. Um, and that was a very mixed decision because for the past few years, SeaWorld has been, and, and people like myself and like Carolyn have been on the front lines talking about the scientific need for killer whale research, which includes their breeding and the scientific need and, and, and how it benefits the animal's welfare. And so for SeaWorld to say they're going to discontinue it was a very big shock to most fans, including myself. And then the biggest shock was the third component, which was that they were going to partner with the Humane Society of the United States, HSUS, which is a radical animal rights group, to basically call a truce or a ceasefire between these two organizations, um, and that they would help HSUS with certain campaigns like um, shark ending shark finning and ending commercial whaling. And so it was really those last two components that had most fans. It, up in arms and, and upset and, you know I was initially very upset and that's kind of where we're at today is you know we're all living with this new news now I am um, I, I absolutely agree with Eric uh, the fans SeaWorld is like any zoological you know aquatic zoological institution is gonna want to kind of change and diversify their shows but the shows are integral to the animals uh, welfare and so changing from you know a splashy kind of Hollywood show into more of a natural show and a you know re retooling the stage area to make it more of a natural setting that's wonderful that's terrific um, the orca breeding ban is not only dangerous to to the orcas in human care currently but it, it really is dangerous for humans and I'm speaking very very large scale now because 50 years ago 
Orcas were still shot at. The military used them for target practice. Uh, boat strikes were common and nobody cared. Nobody really cared. And then SeaWorld took these beautiful animals and started showing them to the public. And the, the big, the big you know, mantra is we don't care about what we don't know about. And very few people are going to get onto the back of a boat, go out, you know, watch the, the southern resident uh, killer whale population. They're just not going to do it. They don't have the time. They don't have the funds. They don't have, they don't have, you know, maybe even the desire to do that. But SeaWorld was the place where you could see the orcas and start the bonding process and you know you never know but that little billy or timmy is going to grow up and become the next researcher marine biologist uh, you know animal rescuer whatever and now with this generation of orca whales this this will be the last generation the one that's being born now because i think we've got two pregnancies one definitely two two possibly and those babies are going to live a long and happy life at SeaWorld. And that's it. And there will come a day, 35, 40 years from now, when there's one killer whale swimming around in a beautiful, I mean, these huge, huge enclosures. I mean, they're just huge. And they're, and they're open. So these animals swim, can swim tens of, you know, hundreds of miles a day if they want to. And there's going to be one. And that's inhumane to do to these animals. But it signals something bigger for us as, as human beings because when we stop caring about what's out there, we stop wanting to fix what's out there. And SeaWorld was on the front lines of preservation and conservation, and they have literally done a giant screw you to everyone who has ever supported them. Their staff, their researchers, their, their vet techs, uh, you name it, and SeaWorld literally went over into the enemy camp. And so, yes, the fans are horrified, they're disgruntled, season passes are being canceled right and left, and I honestly don't think that the CEO and it really knows what hit him. So, it's really a shame. I don't so know, then, yeah, so what are your guys' opinions, you know, Joseph and everyone? Like, where are you guys at emotionally with this? Well, with me... Seeing all this stuff, it kind of seems like Zero's like, okay, let's let's just move away from the marine theme park and let's just be an ordinary zoo. Because the whales is what made Zero different. I mean, you can go to the Phoenix Zoo or you can go to, like, any other zoo and you'll just see, that, you know, your average, oh, look, there's a lion, there's a tiger, bears. But you go to Zero and you see these animals that you don't get to see often. Like, I'm in a desert. I mean, until I, my first time I went to Zero was my first time seeing a killer whale. And that's pretty much what made me care about them. And now if you just remove all the theatric shows, remove the whales, it's pretty much like you're turning Zero back into just a regular zoo. It's not going to be a marine theme park. You're just going to be a normal zoo who's pretty much just done what everybody else has done. Can I can I interrupt for one second? No um, actually, actually, let's take it a step further, because if PETA and Indefensive Animals and HSUS has its way, uh, next are the dolphins. And after that, other species of whales, the belugas, and then the sea lions. Everything is going. Uh, PETA wants them all gone out of SeaWorld. So it's not that SeaWorld's going to become another zoo. SeaWorld's going to become another amusement park. And someone, I think it was uh, Ted Lund, who's a former uh, marine mammal trainer on Facebook, he said, if I want to go and get a you know, cheese-filled pretzel, 
and ride and ride a roller coaster, I'll go I'll go to an actual legitimate amusement park. I'm not you know that's not what I'm going to go to SeaWorld for. So if if the forces if you know those evil axis forces have their way, it's not going to be a zoo. It's just going to be a straight up amusement park. And who needs that? That's not going to bring people into San Diego. That's not going to create jobs. That's nothing special. So this is it's it's a this is truly a disastrous decision. Yeah. Joseph? Well, first of all, I mean, I mean, I have a very close connection with all the theatrical shows, and but I mean, like we've lived without those before, and I mean, we can live without theatrical shows, even though they're definitely my favorite. But when you want to ban breeding an animal in captivity, that is where I have to draw the line because that is. Technically ridiculous, and the fact that they want to prevent the whales from breeding with each other um, is stupid because they can't do that. For one, it's never been done. I don't think it would go well if they tried, and it's inhumane itself um, to uh, do that to the whales. And if they feel that the whales themselves feel that this is going against them, and if they don't like it, they could lash out. They could not like this at all and they didn't like it when waterworks was taken away but they had to learn to live with it unfortunately and this decision it's totally affected everyone around me just the other day i was at work and everyone at the zoo i work at was very mad about this decision and it's it really breaks my heart to see this happen you know, there's a, there's a ripple effect that I don't think any of the upper echelon at SeaWorld uh, expected. It's huge because SeaWorld is not going to, this decision is not going to make the PETA radicals, the IDA radicals jump up for joy and come into SeaWorld and, and clap their hands and say, yay, good job, well done you. It's not That's not what's going to happen. As I say, next it's, as they said, you know, a week and a half ago, uh, when the decision came down, they said it's a good first step, but now we want the whales and the blah blah, you know, the dolphins and so on and so forth. So uh, they didn't realize that it's they're not getting the people who are anti SeaWorld are not coming into SeaWorld, and the people who loved SeaWorld are in are so almost embarrassed by this decision. They're they are disgraced by it because it again it's 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 just you know a slap in the face, and also. I think Eric might corroborate this. I think we've been told by reliable sources that they'll, they might, they will probably still be in the pool together, but the females will be on birth control. And it's a type of birth control yeah. that could truly mess with these animals, truly mess, mess, mess them up. I mean, the, the long-term effects could be absolutely devastating, and that is inhumane. That's just inhumane. So. And so I, I want listeners to think about that. The reason why we're using the word inhumane, right, um, Carolyn, myself, and everyone else, this isn't the word that we are using. This is the word that SeaWorld used in their own commercials, in the CCC meetings, when they talked about ending breeding. SeaWorld was the one who called ending breeding inhumane. So it, we are not calling SeaWorld inhumane as a value judgment or a personal statement. We are calling SeaWorld inhumane from the very words from their animal care team. Um, yeah, because it is because these are anim- these are these these beautiful creatures are family oriented. Yes. They they give 
birth in tribes, you know, grandmother, mother, you know, new baby, uh, father swimming, swimming off in the distance. Um, they nurse, they take care, they play, they learn in families. And now you have, you have, you've done the thing that you've gone against everything that PETA stands for. SeaWorld is going against everything that PETA stands for, which is ethical treatment of animals. PETA obviously is not an ethical organization, but, you know, people for the ethical treatment of animals, they're not, and, well, and SeaWorld has joined them, because this is this is not ethical treatment. And and I would like everyone to, you know, as we've heard this announcement from SeaWorld, who we have heard from is Joel Mamby and, and the business people at SeaWorld, but, you know, who we haven't heard from who a lot of SeaWorld fans are really wanting to hear from are the animal care people because we haven't heard a statement from them out of SeaWorld. And, and we probably won't because they value their jobs. They value their jobs and they know. I think, um, I, I actually can't remember where I heard this, where I heard this, and Eric, you may, you may or may not be able to corroborate this, but uh, I believe Joel Mamby was speaking in San Antonio to a group. And yeah, he was. One of the uh, one of the one of the caretakers, someone, like in a position, like in a in a in a position, I, maybe it was a trainer, said, you know, I'm embarrassed to wear the SeaWorld T-shirt now. And Joel Mamby says, CHR on your way out, see human resources on your way out, we can take care of that. He doesn't care. So I, I I would I would venture to say that no one will speak up, no one will speak up, um, or or they will speak up anonymously. And that's yeah. really because they value their jobs, and the reason they value their jobs is because they love the animals so much. They want to be with the animals. Um, it's it's a fine line that we're having to walk between supporting the people who are who are on the front lines at SeaWorld, caring for those animals, training those animals, caring for those animals, rescuing those animals, and condemning condemning SeaWorld corporate. And so you know we're we're we're, we're shell shocked. We're still shell shocked. So that kind of grinds my gears about this is you've had all these kids who want to grow up to be like, I want to be a zero trainer. And then you got like this stuff. It's like, oh, sorry, we're going to be gone. We're going to be out of Wales by the time you might get here. So uh, we got a lot of parrots, though, you know, which are not impacting <laughs> on aviculture. I've heard some people who want to work with the dolphins and then go to the birds and, you know, that's totally acceptable, but you have these kids who these whales are like the number one reason they even wanted to work with animals because they see something this amazing that's, I mean, if you're sitting in the front row, that's a whale that's like literally 10 feet in front of you that it's even, it's hard to explain really because you have all this stuff and you have, you're inspired by it and then to have them do this, it's like, oh, sorry, punch him in the face. It is it is hard to explain, which is why SeaWorld was such a national treasure, because anyone could go and see it and not need to have it, not need for someone to try and have, have to explain it to them. They felt it. You feel it when you're sitting in those stands. And, and if you are drawn to it, there's nothing else in the world for you. You just, you know, you live, sleep, breathe, eat, you know, you know, killer whale training. You want to be in the water with those animals, and those animals had to had to adjust to their trainers being taken out of the water a couple of years ago, because that you know that can't happen anymore. So we have, I think, we have a couple of choices ahead of us. You know, do we try to get SeaWorld to reverse this decision? Uh, you know, orcas and orcas in human care live longer than CEOs. Yay! That's 
and you know, do, we, do we try to do we try to you know have a have a shuffling of the SeaWorld upper management because you know if stock prices drop, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Um, do we try to do we you know do we go other places and try to um, make sure that other zoological you know aquariums are bolstered and that they do not feel the pressure to cave the way SeaWorld did. You know, we, do you know, so what are we going to do? Or do we need to do, we need to do all of those things or pick, you know, pick one and focus on it. So we, we have to come to kind of come together as, as a preservation and conservation community uh, and decide what we're going to do because, because now the road lies ahead of us and we have to decide which, yeah. which we're going to go. 100%. Sheldon, yeah. what was your reaction to all of this? Uh, well, my reaction was I was a little shocked and devastated um, when I heard people saying, like, you know, the anti-caps and PETA fans saying, oh, this is a victory. I kind of said, no, this is more of a step backwards from what we all really work for. And I think it's really, I just felt like it was kind of a fool's, fool's decision. And, like, my biggest question I wanted to know is, like, not why it happened. It's more like, who really influenced this decision? I mean... Like, who really, you know, really, like, I guess you could say, spoke this poison into someone's mind and brainwashing to think this, and I just, this is kind of a little hard to believe it sometimes, because it's like, you know, it's killer whales at SeaWorld, and they've always been there, and it's just like, okay, I mean, it's just a little, it was a little hard to overcome in the beginning, but right now I'm more focused on, like, well, oh, go ahead. No, I, I think, Sheldon, what you're speaking to is something that I'm seeing with fans, you know, as I've, you know, I found it, I found it staying with SeaWorld, you know, I, I've been involved with this for a really long time, and I think, you know, what fans are experiencing is, is SeaWorld asked its loyal followers and fans to get personally involved, and everyone got personally involved and was personally invested in this debate, in this, in this, in this ongoing discussion about about SeaWorld and its leader as a zoological institution. And so when SeaWorld capitulates and makes a business decision, which, you know, the business, Eric, the business person, completely understands why SeaWorld made this choice as a business decision. You know, but, but Eric Davis, who is personally invested as a loyal fan and someone who loves and appreciates um, zoologies and thinks that they have a critical role in conservation around the world, you know, like that's where, you know, I, I have a hard time and, and that's where you're seeing fans of SeaWorld have a hard time because they were all personally invested, just like I was. And so I think that's what a lot of you guys are expressing is that, you know, SeaWorld asked you to get personally invested and you're feeling like like your investment was not respected. Do you guys feel like that's an accurate representation of what you're feeling? That's pretty close. It's like it's kinda of like a little unfair to like other people, like other generations, you know down the road, you know, they, they see a show, they're like, yeah, yeah. I want to work with Killer Whales, and, you know, sorry. <laughs> so, it they're is... Like, Join SeaWorld's truth team, help us stop this stuff, and they're like, oh, sorry. Our bad. Uh, look, I, can I just say, from my point of view, um, this decision had nothing to do with animal care. This decision was not, had nothing to do with animals. This decision was pure uh, business. And... While I, I want to know from Eric, 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 the businessman, how how you 
can get behind this decision because I because I because I don't know and Carol and the business the businesswoman cannot cannot get behind this decision and I'll tell you why because again and this feeds into everything that you just said 30 seconds ago we have been defending SeaWorld after that smear campaign known as Blackfish came out SeaWorld has not stood up for itself it tried to take the high road it failed it has been lambasted up one side and down the other and we have come together uh, you know factions as and and have and have stood up for SeaWorld we've you know stand with SeaWorld we've stood up for SeaWorld when SeaWorld would not stand for itself so as a businesswoman if i were running SeaWorld 4 years ago i would have come i would have hit back and hit hard with with you know a condemnation of the condemnation that was that was coming out and it in all i don't know in all probability we might not be in this situation and i would have made sure that you know that those stock prices that we did everything we could to let the public know the incredible good and only good that SeaWorld does or did um so i think SeaWorld condemned itself, and so, you know, tell me, Eric, how you see this, because I, I, w I want to understand how you see, how you understand this from a business perspective. So, from a business perspective, this is how I, I believe that this is being viewed internally. Um, so this is my, my personal point of view, just everyone, just as a disclaimer. Um, so, what I think SeaWorld saw is that they saw themselves in a situation where they felt like they were in a no-win scenario where if they kept going down the path they're going down um, with the media's um, tying them to Blackfish at every moment they could with every piece of news they could because of the radical animal rights again people these radical animal rights activists they just didn't pop up overnight they've been spending 20 30 years building relationships and so looking at that and looking at how they have built these relationships in the media how the relationships work around the world, you know, SeaWorld was really in a tough position how they could get out of that. And so, Mambi, again, he's only been at the company for a year as CEO, and he was charged turning the company around. That was his, as CEO, he has a legal obligation to the shareholders. And so he looked at his options, and he thought, well, if we keep going down this path, we might not have SeaWorld at all. But, um, you know, if we if we make these changes and if I can create a truth between myself and these radical animal rights activists, we can give ourselves enough media space, enough breathing room to rebuild the business. And that's what he's looking at. But you have to understand, Joel Mamby is not does not come from animal an animal preservation right. conservation background. He's business, and right. and I think I think that he is, uh, from what I am given to understand. Uh, I think that he is truly floored by the response that he has gotten because it has been so negative against him, against SeaWorld Corporate, and people are moving away in droves. Oh, and I, I think you're right. I think they did not anticipate. I think they thought that the fan just be, go along for the ride, but they, they didn't understand how everyone, how the fans were so personally interested in this. And I think that's what maybe they misunderstood or they didn't appreciate but again you know for the past few years they've asked all of us to become personally invested you got personally invested carolyn i did joseph 
Josh, uh, you know, Commerson, like Sheldon, you guys all got personally invested in this. And that's why this hurts. Not because we don't like the decision, but because we were all personally invested in it. Well, I think I think it's I think it's a combination while I was never ever radicalized, I was not on this side of the issue. Um, I never wanted to free things and, and because I understood, you know, just that's common sense. But I took the time to visit SeaWorld numerous times and speak with them and learn and see and watch and put my hands on it and read, research, study, learn. And, you know, and with with the other side's points still in my head, and once you do that, if you have a brain, and you, you know, the shift, you have, you have to make the shift. You have to understand that SeaWorld was only doing good. I mean, these animals, <laughs> I said, in my, I said, you know, when I come back in my next life, I want to be, well, not now, <laughs> but I wanted to be an orca, you know, at SeaWorld and just live the life of Riley. You guys are all too young to understand that reference. Anyway, um, you know, live, live an incredible life, an incredible life. So, uh, yeah, we all did get invested and we stood up and you know, six weeks ago, Joel Manby said, "We're see what's going to come out. We're going to come out swinging now. We're going to we are not going to take any more of this lying down. We're going to defend ourselves. We're going to defend the corporation and and our training and our trainers, etc. And then Benedict Arnold. So. If I uh, can also point out, because um, I mean, yeah, everyone here is absolutely correct and. We're all very emotionally attached to several things, even if it's just one individual thing that SeaWorld has ever done, or um, that they do now, or if it's the whole place itself in general. And because when we go there, we learn about stories that, for once, are not about humans and what we do to this planet or anything. For once, it's about who we share the planet with and that we need to learn from them, we need to be inspired from them, and we need to get creative to show people to care about them because animals are in danger all over, all over the entire planet. And it's scary to think that we should know better. And it, it really hurts to see that it feels like they don't care now. And it's... They don't. You're yeah. absolutely right. They don't. There are, there are, there are the, all the trainers and the staff, they still do. Probably more now, more so than ever now, because they're going to watch these beautiful creatures that they have developed these incredible bonds with, you know, die off. But corporate upper management does not care about animals. They have allied themselves with HSUS, which does not care about animals. PETA does not care about animals. Not the way we do. They have an incredibly twisted morality which says better dead than in captivity. Better dead than in human care. And that doesn't and that that you know, yeah, they got their way with the orcas. But it extends to every animal in every 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 place that we, where they're in human care and that includes your pets. So people take note. Take note. No they they do not care about the animals. You're absolutely right. These people are radicals, and now I get so terrified to even leave my own dog at home alone, 
because I'm afraid that, you know, Peter's going to, like, or something like that is going to come and, like, take him away. I'm very scared for his life. I'm scared for every animal that I've ever worked with or just any animal that interacts with a human. And it's just, it's completely stupid to think all that, that, that this is in our own country, that we have basically almost like a terrorist organization right here in our very backyard. They are. They are. They are the ISIS of the animal world. They are. They are the ISIS. They are the ISIS and the Nazis of the animal world because they decide, uh, you know, summarily. This is this is a species that is better off dead. And you know that that is better off dead than in loving forever homes. Where's my dog? Where are my dogs? I should bring one of my dogs. <laughs> dogs. Well, I'll I'll share with you guys, and I, this is a story I've told Carolyn, but. You know, um, a number of years ago, I had a phone call with Rick O'Berry, um, the infamous Rick O'Berry, and he called me up and he was trying to convince me to not support SeaWorld. This is probably uh, this is after my, my article with Bridget came out. You guys, just so you guys are aware, on Mice Chat. Do you want the to first... know who Rick O'Berry is for, for those who don't know? Yeah, so Rick O'Berry is a radical animal activist who, quote unquote, trained Flipper, and now he knows how evil training was for training Flipper, and he now. Uh, active, uh, I, he now is an activist for freeing dolphins from, from human care. So Rick O'Berry has also been convicted violated the Marine Mammal Protection Act. He's he's done unlawful releases that have resulted in the harm and death of dolphins. Um, animal Protection anyway. Act violated the Animal Protection Act? The Marine Mammal Protection Act, yeah, he was convicted of it. So. What's that, a felon? Yeah, yeah, so to give you an idea of who Rick O'Berry is. But anyways, but he's he's garnered fame because of the movie The Cove and putting himself as like this righteous animal activist. Um, but anyway, and was trying to convince me not to support SeaWorld, which is rattling on. And I felt like if I just let him run out of steam, he'll stop and, and I, I can say thank you very much, but, you know, good luck. And so I listened to him. I listened to all of his points and everything. And, and I finally had to stop him when he said, and we have to dismantle the stranding network. And so the Stranding Network is a network of facilities, nonprofits, and zoological organizations throughout the country where if a dolphin is stranded, they assist the dolphin, they can get right back into the ocean, they get back into the ocean, they provide medical care. If they need, need dolphins to be rehabilitated, they rehabilitate it for months, sometimes years, get it back out into the ocean. And if the federal government deems it non-releasable, it then gets a forever home at a facility that the federal government determines. And so he said, we need to, dis- we need to disband and um, destroy basically the Stranding Network. And I said, I need to stop you right there. He's like, I'm like, so you're telling me that if a dolphin or a whale strands on a beach, we just need to let it die? And he said, yes. It, and I said, well, I'm going to just, we can't even, even have a conversation further because if you believe that the one kindness we as humans can provide is providing medical care to the animals that are suffering from the mess that we've caused in our oceans... If you think that that should be disbanded and destroyed, then there is no copy. Further and, and that's how radical these people are. Yeah. yeah. Is, um, is these people, they don't want to help sick and injured animals at all. They no. would rather see these animals die. And here's, here's, I think, for me, this is the key takeaway from what Eric just said. It's, quote-unquote, the me- we would be saving animals from the mess that we caused. Um, because, again, the radical activist 
platform is, you know, release everything, and if it if it dies, well, that's just nature's way. Well, it's not nature's way, because humans, all 7.5 billion of us on a planet that can safely sustain in perpetuity three billion, uh, we now have, you know, more than more than double what what this planet can safely sustain, and we have created, we have so incredibly screwed up nature everywhere. The oceans are toxic. The oceans are full of syringes and condoms and, and, and you know, prescription medicine and cocaine flushed down the toilet and feces and you name it, plastics, garbage. And that's what, you know, 95% of all ocean life, all ocean life is in a two to five mile strip off the coast of every, you know, habitable continent. And we have so utterly decimated that. And so it is incumbent upon us to a help the animals that strand because we have poisoned them or 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 starved them and and b find a way to fix it and that's the research that SeaWorld is doing and that's what those orca shows that's what the money that was taken in by those orca shows that's what it went to fund so you know we are losing so much rico berry may may just get his wish who knows i hope he doesn't i hope you know well you know as i say karma's a bitch karma's a bitch but anyway it's it's what we have done to the planet and we it is incumbent upon us to fix it and to help where we can joseph what do you think of all of this i'm really upset with all of it if you ask me um and it's really just like this whole issue has turned a lot of SeaWorld fans away from SeaWorld and basically there's some fans that are like uh, that are turning against each other one side wanting theatrical one side wanting the breeding so it's like there's that tough balance like where do we go I say that we need to preserve these creatures for future generations and then uh they have theatrical shows. Theatrical shows are fun, I know, but we need to focus on future generations and focus on the kids in the future who want to see these animals. Great. Great. Sheldon, what's your take on it? Especially on Blue World. What's everyone's take on Blue World? Because I know we got that approved. Well, I mean... I personally would like to have Blue World, even if we do, you know, unfortunately, last generation of killer whales, I would like, you know, that last generation to, you know, have, like, the best possible care we can provide for them, because, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure they have, like, the best life, you know, to live out their days, so I would really actually approve Blue World, um, so that the, you know, last generation, if this is, the last generation can at least have the best possible care possible, um, provided, I mean... I mean, even though, yeah, they won't be able to raise any calves, they can, you know, still have, you know, the enrichment of the new environment. Guests can still learn about them, and we can still share them with the public, educate them, because that is SeaWorld's main goal. And I'm, I'm sure they'll really enjoy it, and I think it'll really, it might, I think in my opinion, it might inspire maybe a change or a different opinion about the band, in my opinion. If we really show them, like, this is what we're really working for, this is what we're trying to show you, if you and something like that, then, you know, you're missing out on a really great opportunity, and, you know, that's my personal opinion on it. Okay. And plus the fact that they say that they want 
more natural experiences. And then they go and then they end up canceling Blue World with this announcement of bringing bands. And it just doesn't make sense even more because what's not natural about Blue World, that thing is 100% natural in, a, in its human-made facility for the whales. It, and it, it's, these are thinking from a, a logical animal point of view and not a business point of view. So yeah. the business point of view is, well, if we're managing the animals into extinction, so where they, there will be no more, then it makes sense for us to make a large capital investment, so spend a lot of money on something like this. So that's SeaWorld's point of view. That's the this point of view. You know, once again, once again, not thinking about the animal. Right. That's business. Like and I know that I know that you and uh, Carolyn went to the Coastal Commission. Yeah. About Blue World. We did. Up for that. Yeah, we fought hard. We did. Oh yes. Yeah, very, very hard. I had a I had a bottle thrown at me from a PETA activist as I left the building. Okay. These are these are swell swell folks. And I know that there are people. I know that there are people out there who want Blue World still. I think Blue World is off the table. For the precisely for the reason that that Eric said at this point. But guys, you know what? This is this is what I I want to say. Right now, this issue is is dead in the water. But this is not going to go away. This is not going to go away. We've got we've got 40 years. We've got 20, 10 years. You know, to, to change this decision, and this decision can be changed. There are only what. 5,000, 6,000, you know, radical PETA activists. Yeah. That's only, that's a handful. Yeah. That, that, would, that would fill, you know, that would fill Shamu Stadium. For one and, show. And there, for one show. And there are so many more of us, the people who understand that preserving and conserving these whales, that allowing them to breed is, is the right thing to do for them and but ultimately for us to study and to have fun with, to bond with. And if they were in, if they were in teeny tiny little cages, I think none of us would be here. Their enclosure is, well, you know, it's deep and huge and big and long and wide and spacious and they can swim as much as they want. And they have this wonderful, wonderful connection. But it's not dead if enough with with their pocketbooks say no to SeaWorld and, or say we want the whale breeding program back then then these radical activists who who govern with fear they govern with fear they get celebrity voices with big money and they say we will out you as an as an abuser we will out you as someone who doesn't care about animals who abuses animals who is evil etc 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 and that's how they get a whole lot of money they lie they spread fear and they rumor monger and they and they and they they do not provide the facts at all but that's how they govern but they're small and if everybody listening to this could simply do a little research, understand, um, 
go on to Zoo Nation, go on to Animal Magnetism, listen to the podcast, listen to how you can help. Because if we come together as one voice, we can be greater than the activists. And we can show corporate SeaWorld with our pocketbooks that we will not take it. And we will not, we will not take it. We will not take it lying down. And we have the best interests of the animals at heart. That I think it's, you know, I think we can rise up and, and, uh, you know, and, and have some success. I, I don't think this is over by a long shot. I really don't. So there. absolutely right because about what six seven weeks ago he came out and did say SeaWorld's going to start defending itself SeaWorld's not going to take any more of this activist condemnation lying down and now this so I think the fact that his brain did a did a complete 180 spin you know from that alone that this was not an animal based decision this was I think we can all speculate as to why Joel Manby did this. Um, and the speculation can run from, you know, dollars and cents to um, to a position, anything. I mean, it's, and again, it's all pure speculation. But I, there might, there may be some, some of it well-founded. And my dogs are going crazy, and I don't know why. Maybe there's a trespasser. Yay. My own little alarm system. Um, and everything that you're saying about what SeaWorld could do is great is great and maybe maybe they will do it i think for there to be a true sea change no pun intended for us to get back the breeding program um and possibly get back blue world that that there there has to be a a, a real uh a, a real show by by the fans of sea world by the patrons of sea world that that they di- that they disagree with this decision, and so they you know I and exactly. I they they seem like once the blue decision came out they say oh we're gonna fight it and then they put in this order and they're gonna go and fight it in court why don't you 
not only this fight in court, why don't you go take it to your biggest market, Orlando, and say, well, we're not getting anywhere in San Diego. Let's start Orlando. No one's going to be easier. It's a very tourist-centric area. For that, it should be fairly easy. Let's start it there and really show people what we can do and how we can inspire people with the Blue World Project. They didn't. Well, it, they, they, they didn't. And they just, again, succumbed. I mean, I think we all know that the California Coastal Commission's decision was actually illegal. It was an illegal decision. And that's why they yeah. were going to take it to court. They were suing the California Coastal Commission. But now with this decision, the California Coastal Commission said, oh, well, you're going to comply with our with our edict anyway. You're going to comply with our uh, with our caveat. So there's no need to sue us. And they're not going to build Blue World. It's, it's just... It's tragic all the way around. But I, I, I personally believe that the California Coastal Commission knew when it handed down the decision, yes, you can go ahead and build Blue World, SeaWorld, but the caveat is you have to, no, no, more, no more orca breeding. I think they knew it was an illegal decision. I think they were expecting a, su a lawsuit. And I think that they, that they did that uh, simply to appease the radicals, simply to appease the radicals, um, because I think they knew that it was, it was, it was, it was, it was going to be overturned. It was going to be overturned immediately. They had really big signs. They were all lined all the way in the front, and they really—it's it, been almost—if you actually look beyond them, which I don't think a lot of them did, you can see all the seal supporters in the back, and they weren't the ones that were being boisterous, they weren't the ones loud, they weren't making a scene, but there was a presence there that I think that was really overlooked by the commission, and just overall, I think that you get a few people, and it's just, it's over the top, I think there needs to be some appeal system or something put in place to keep the Coastal Commission from making more bad decisions, we have seen how even after this decision, there's been a huge mix-up in the Coastal Commission sort of hierarchy because of this overall corruption and the way that people have been doing things in that organization. Well, I was in that room, and I saw there were, it was a room that held 500 people. And the fire marshal said, that's it. No one's, no one's going to stand. No one from PETA gets to stand in the back. And there were 350 SeaWorld supporters. And there were 150 uh, activists, mostly, mostly from PETA. And... Yes, to a man, the SeaWorld supporters were uh, uh, genteel and they were considerate and they were, um, you know, they were, they were, they, they shook their, their, you know, their little placards, but they were not rude, they were not inconsiderate, and pretty much to a man, and all of the activists, 150 of them, were booing and hissing and jeering and hooting and, you know, getting up and, it's just, and it's it's it just speaks to a very very disgruntled mindset. Very, I mean, just not not disgruntled with the way animals are treated. Disgruntled with the world and the way they are treated and the way they've been treated. And you know, this is a chance to exercise a little bit of power um, for individuals that have probably felt powerless all their lives. That's me being incredibly armchair psychology. But um, but it's I, I I actually do believe that it's true. And it's unfortunate because people who don't know any better are listening because of the fear, the fear of being labeled something and not and not standing up and saying, I, I love animals. I love all animals and I want and I want my kids to love animals. 
and I want I want them to see them and in beautiful conditions. We're not, not talking about roadside attractions. Those need to be shut down, and those animals need to you know go go to really wonderful world class zoos. But you know I'm talking about these gorgeous aquariums where these animals are treated like kings and queens. I mean just treated like royalty, and 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 it's and yeah, it's. And it's you just common sense logic and 
for uh, when I I want to conclude for on my end here. Um, as someone who eventually uh, back then fell in love with the animals, and then I mean, for after I first fell in love with the whales, and after not going to SeaWorld for a few years, I was starting to lose my animal love until I finally went back to see Blue Horizons open in San Diego, and I was dying to see that show. And it re-sparked something again, but this time the fire just roared inside of me. And this show taught me, like, not only uh, the fact that these animals are gorgeous to go exploring and see what their capabilities are, and not only the, and the imagination that they are involved with and the stories that they can tell us, either it's, if it's fictional or if it's true, in any way that they can show us their world. And then it also, this show has taught me how, like, what, that I wanted to live my dreams out too, just like the character Marina did in the show. And that's why I've always loved this show. And it's hard to think that they feels like they've just given up. And it's, it's incredible that they don't want to do this anymore. I'm very tired of trying to help fight all the time, and it feels like they're not helping anymore. I'm just going to say this directly to SeaWorld, to the CEO, Joel. I want to see you guys succeed, and I do not want you to see it this way. I am tired of trying so hard for something you guys should be defending your everything. Why can't you work hard at this? Just get off your butts and defend yourselves. I am sorry if this affects my future career. I don't care at this point. I want to see you guys succeed. So please defend yourselves. Just do it. You don't. There's so many people you have touched. You have helped save so many animals' lives. Don't give up. That is all I have to say. I think Thank it's you. beautiful. Uh, Josh, what do you have to say? Well, for closing thoughts, I'd like to say I just want to see if we can. Because we have that little conversation with Joel Mammy coming up on March 30th, so we're going to have him live. One thing I want to point out to him, if he's able to hear this, is that he's got to remember that he's not just... It's kind of, uh, Yes, I'm going to take a word from Dress World, but it applies to this because these aren't just, you know, numbers on a screen. These aren't just pictures. These are actual animals that you're making a decision. You're basically playing God and controlling their lives right there because you're trying to run a business. Remember, this is a theme park for families. This isn't Wall Street. This isn't, you know, World... This isn't the World League or what is it? Oh, yeah. This isn't United Nations. This is a family theme park where people go to have fun and learn about these amazing creatures. Thank you, Josh. Uh, to Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon? Okay. My closing remarks are this. This isn't over. Um, we are people. We, we need to stand together. We need to voice opinion. If we don't say something or stand up for it, you know... It's like Caroline said, what's next? Dolphins, walruses, blue is gone, 
then they're gonna target zoos for elephants and it's gonna work its way down and before you know it they're saying no more pets we we need to be a voice we still need to also support SeaWorld yes we don't like this decision but we still need to support them but however we can still fight this decision I, I truly believe like fans out there SeaWorld fans people all over the world if you're listening your voice is just as powerful as action if you guys stand together they're gonna hear you they're gonna listen if you get enough people to talk enough people to start saying things and starting to doing action they're gonna listen they're gonna listen up I'm pretty sure <laughs> if, if they notice a change like a loss in something or not saying it was silly a riot but a call to action they're gonna listen to it but I for one am not gonna give up on the, the breeding I'm not gonna give up on Cyril or kills being captivity I think this is this this might be a small blessing in disguise, as in this is going to really bring serial fans and the whole serial companies together to fight for what's right and to fight against something that is definitely very wrong in my opinion. So that's all I'm going to say. So my final my remarks are: don't give up and be a be a voice. Thank you, Sheldon. My remarks: Joel Mamby. If you are if you're gonna be listening to this, do not give up. Uh, like Sheldon said, please rethink this decision. Please, this is for future generations. We cannot stress this enough. This is for future generations. And I know that that one day when we're uh, in our 80s or 90s, we're gonna to wanna to show our grandkids this or great grandkids. Or great grandkids, whatever. Uh, we want the future generation to see animals. So, Joel Mamby, rethink this decision, please. We are uh, anyone about... else want to say anything? I guess I do. I've heard this line before, and if things keep going down the way they are, eventually we're going to be asked, Where were you when everything just went down? Are you just going to say, I just sat down and thought I couldn't do anything? You're going to be like, I stopped it from happening. I went in, I worked hard, I got some people together, and we stopped this whole thing from happening. Because if you don't work hard to fix the future, oh, it's just going to keep on going down. That's, 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 you're good, Joseph. Thank you, Josh. Well, I'll just, I'll just um, say a final thought. There is a quote, and I, I should know it, but I don't. But it's something along the lines of, Evil doesn't exist because there are evil people. Evil exists because good people stand by and do nothing. I personally think Joel Mamby is a lost cause. I think he's made his bed, um, and he may not have foreseen the reaction, but I think he's, um, he, may, he may be doing some backpedaling, but I, I personally think he's a lost cause. I think, and this is a very, very difficult thing to say because I am in, I was so in support of SeaWorld. I put myself, my career, uh, my contacts here in the showbiz industry uh, on the line to, su to support SeaWorld. I think that what it's going to take is a destruction and a rebuild. I think SeaWorld can, like a phoenix, rise out of the ashes, but it has to um, it has to be brought down first. And that is a that's a that's a horrible thing that's coming out of my mouth. I can't even believe I'm actually saying it because I do support the trainers, the staff the researchers, the rescuers, I will support them and the work that they do until my, with my dying breath. 
But what SeaWorld Corporate has done is, again, a slap in the face to everybody who has supported them. And it's and this, the decision is not in the best interest of the animals. So I think that people, no, I don't think people need to, I don't think they need to riot. Um, I think they need to maybe do some letter writing, some serious letter writing. And But they also need to show their absolute displeasure and disgust with their pocketbooks and simply don't go. Just don't go. And that will, that will, there, nothing will force a corporate change faster. Nothing will force the resignation of the board or the CEO faster than a loss in profit because now this is now a business decision. It has nothing to do with the animal. So that is, that's my two cents and it's all it is. It's just my two cents because it has to be brought down and then back up again and it can be done. And you're definitely right, Carolyn. It does need to be taken down first and then we, it really needs to be turned around because this this is just going to keep going until we have nothing left right. and it's right. it's just it's always hard for everyone of course to, of course it. this is this is this is a betrayal of everything that SeaWorld has ever stood for of everything that's yeah. why here's the thing it's it's bringing it down but it's not the SeaWorld that we all know and love it's that's gone it can, she's 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 waiting in the wings, but she, and she can be brought back out. But we're not bringing down the Sea World. We're not we're not saying no. I'm not going to go to Sea World to the Sea World that we all know and love. Joel Manby killed that. The California Coastal Commission killed that. He did. And now it's up to us as a collective, as a you know, from all over the universe to come together and say we we are gonna we're gonna silence these radicals and we're gonna stand up and we're gonna and we're gonna do whatever it takes to support getting getting our getting the old gal back again. Getting getting the SeaWorld that we know and love back again. And we all had to watch our favorite SeaWorld, all of our favorite shows. We had to watch all a lot of things die. We had to watch Blue World basically be aborted I guess you could say because before it was even born we had to watch I had to watch my favorite show to be destroyed and that was hard and it's been hard for everyone I just it's this is insane for me but now it's just a call to tell us that we need to just fight regardless of what happens for what we believe that we know is true and that we really need to stand up for it. I will fight, even if it means if I have to die. I am so fed up with this. I will stand by the mottos to entertain, to educate, to explorate, or whatever motto like that, to help like conserve like the natural world. And if PETA comes after me, then so be it. Bring it on, PETA. Well, you'll have all of us behind you, too. So. Yes, he will. I got a baseball bat. <laughs> He's a shotgun. We don't need that. We I'm just, just saying. loud voices. Just loud voices. I have just, reason and and to just be called be like, oh, hello. Just, yeah. like, get just out for a lovely show, are we? It's <laughs> got, you know, well, nothing conspicuous here. Uh, loud, informed voices. Informed, informed, calm, 
rational voice. That's all. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn, for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, and Eric, you. thank you for joining us as well, even though you're not here. <laughs> Anytime. I'm sure he says thank you and goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, anytime. Anytime again. Okay? Not a problem. Okay. Right, it was Thank great you. meeting you. You too. All nice of you. you. As always, we thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or want to share your single stories with us, you can call or text our number 407-900-5309. We also would love to have you share any updates or info or even drop by and say hello. Forget to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash SeaWorld Splash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at SeaWorld Splash, as well as Instagram at SeaWorld Splash. Don't forget to check out our website, www.seaworldsplash.com. Also, we would like to give a special thanks to Carolyn Hennessy from Animal Magnetism and Zoo Nation, as well as Eric M. Davis from Awesome Ocean and Zoo Nation. And we'd like to give a special thanks to Kirk for calling in and voicing his opinion. And don't forget to check us out on iTunes at SeaWorld Splash Podcast. And from all of us here on the SeaWorld Splash team, we thank you for listening and hope you join us for the next amazing podcast to come. Splash you later! Thank you.